0: Welcome back, Fight Fans, to another episode of the Ultimate MMA Podcast. I hope you're all well. We're going to be sinking our teeth, as always, into the world of MMA this week, talking UFC last weekend, eye pokes, UFC this weekend, and the Cage Warriors trilogy. As always, I'm your host, Jake Jones. My co-host this week, Sean Gilley, will be joining me later on in the show. However, we have no time to ponder because we are very, very lucky to have another guest on the show this week. He is the undisputed future of mma the king of the cage he is one of the most up-and-coming stars in the entire sport he fights for his shot for the, at the title tomorrow night um on cage wars one two one it's none other than the future ian gary how are things man
1: how are things man how are you thanks for having me on
0: very very well mate no thank you for joining me i can't believe that <laughs> for those listening this is going to be coming out tomorrow so ian will be fighting tonight for you guys um but yeah, as I said, thank you for taking the time out of the day, man. It's, it's absolutely awesome. Um, oh, it's man. an honour to have you on, as always. Let's get straight into it. You weighed in today. Tell me how you're feeling right now, man.
1: Good, man. Just a little bit tired. I mean, you're a bit beat down from the camp yep. and just the weight cut. So now it's just about just sitting around. I'm currently sat in bed, chilling out, watching a bit of Suits on Netflix and just <laughs> drinking some water and eating some little snacks, trying to get the, uh, the rehydration. The yeah, replenishing the them stocks exactly getting 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 the the body to where it should be for tomorrow, so I can go in there and do me, have fun and look good
0: absolutely man, um uh, well, talking about your weight cut mate, you made weight perfectly one seventy um your opponent made weight at one seventy point nine so very close to the margin there now that you've got to size him up a little bit, we were just speaking about a second ago, you are <laughs> the height difference is there. How are you feeling about that
1: Me. Look, it doesn't matter if he was fucking 20 kilos heavier than me, if he's standing across the cage from me, I'd, I'm going to go in there and do my job. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, look, I'm completely confident, as always, I feel like I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to dominate, I'm going to be bigger and stronger. And, yeah, I just, I don't see where I lose. Mm. How, how's this weight cut been? Everything going well? Really good, yeah, really good. I've I've foc- been focusing a lot in the gym, trying to get bigger and stronger, Um just purely because I know I can get more muscle, and I've got more muscle now coming into this fight. So, for example, when I was doing the uh, the water cut, mm. there was it just flew off me as opposed to other times where I was just a bit softer. Literally, just from um, not paying. <laughs> but that's the, that's it. I was softer. So I'm going in here now, a bigger frame, more muscle. I'm going to put on a put on a show and show everybody that I'm even I'm even more dangerous than the last time they've seen me.
0: Absolutely. Now, without giving too much away from your game plan, since your debut fight, you finished every one of your opponents. Is that the same goal this week? Is there anything you're particularly looking to do?
1: That is always the goal. But I am a bit different to people, as in I won't hunt. I will. My goal in fights is to break someone. Is to to figure out where they don't want to be. What makes them uncomfortable. Take them to that place and break them mentally and physically and make them quit. And that's exactly what I want to do in this fight. It's, I'm going to go in there, take my time, piece him up. I imagine he's probably going to try to grab a hold of me. Because if he tries to stand at me, he's stupid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd imagine he's going to come in yeah. try and grab a hold of me. I'll frame off. I'll be like, dude, come on. Truly, you knew that was going to happen. You knew I was going to fucking know you were going to try to take me down. Piece him up. And then once I put him on the back foot, I think that's him done. Mm. I think he's 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 good on the front foot, but when you put him at, his defense on the back foot isn't very good. So once I hit him with a jab, stick him on the back foot, that's it. I think the fight will be finished. Whether it's in the first second or third round, I don't care. But I do think I'll finish him. Yeah. And if I don't, I don't really care. I'm gonna go in there and absolutely like just dismantle him. I'm gonna pick him apart. I'm gonna completely outskill him and d- just be like, this guy was in the UFC and look how look how much better than him I am. Yeah,
0: well, this is something me and uh, Nate Wood spoke about the other day. So Nate's backing you to win this entire tournament, um, to take that title, and Nate said that. Smart man. <laughs> well, absolutely. I'm, I'm, i saying this as well. Um, but Nate, Nate, Nate was saying with Ackman that he's coming off obviously two losses, just being cut by the UFC. His confidence is, is not going to be at its highest. Whereas and someone like yourself. Yeah, coming up against you, who I don't think we've seen anyone with so much confidence. Um, <laughs> man, it's going to be. A crazy kind of a massive difference between two very different mentalities um what do you think of Ackman as a fighter his skill set in general as you've mentioned Karen.
1: yeah yeah i think he's good i just don't think he's great anywhere and this isn't anything like this is not like me like calling him out and saying he's bad or anything i think he's very solid everywhere but i don't think he's great anywhere if that makes sense
0: of no course it does yeah
1: yeah because he's he's very solid striking he's very solid grappling and he's very solid kind of awareness and defense and, uh, and cardio but he doesn't have a great uh, he doesn't have great hands he doesn't have great grappling doesn't have great jujitsu and he doesn't have a great gas tankers in he he doesn't put a, a serious output in the fight like he throws shots he comes forward but that's great coming forward is 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 wasteful if you're not using the uh, using the momentum to generate shots yeah so I think he's good. I don't think he's great, but he's been in. He's he's made it to the UFC. Like he's clearly fucking good. Mm. But I'm just. I, I the way I, I look at it is just I'm so much better, and I'm going to go in there and prove over tomorrow night. Now,
0: absolutely. I mean, you mentioned a second ago that he's kind of well rounded, but not particularly special at anything. Um, I think you kind of see that with his previous opponents you had. Um, this is going to be able hard to say, Kanzoko. Zoko, um, so 26-5-1, yeah. and one, which is an impressive record. And then Jake Matthews, obviously we all know Jake Matthews, a good fighter as well, but Ackman has come up short in them, he hasn't been able to take his chance. Now, yourself though, after you, after this, the title shot will be yours, you've said you won't grant it that. I mean, if you get that title, your confidence is kind of always com- consistently rising higher, because... Mate, it is going to be the UFC for you. You're going to have a different impression to, I guess, what Ackman's had and a different story to how he how he's come into it. Um, when you said you wanted Jack uh, Jack Grant in the next bout, is that because you think he'll win against against um, his opponent? God, I forgot his name, which is absolutely... Fluminas. Yeah, Fluminas. Mate, the Lithuanian train, that's mad. Um, however, yeah, sorry. Um, is that because you think he's definitely going to beat Fluminas or is it because that's more of a challenge for yourself?
1: Well, I think both of those, uh, both of those things are true. I think he will win, and I do think he's better than Fluminas. Um mm. I think he's more well-rounded than Flaminus and I think he's just—I think he's going to win the fight. Mm. Um, I know the two lads have uh, chemistry, or have uh, like they used to train together. Um, so I know they're not—they're they're no stranger to each other. But I—I I just think Jack's a better fighter. Mm. Um, there's no 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 other way I look at it. I think Jack is will, will find a way to finish the fight. I think he'll um I it will be me and Jack in the final and I've already said it to Jack. I like Jack a lot. Um but I'm absolutely not gonna care if he stands across that cage I'm gonna fucking do my job and go out there and beat him. Well I Just think like he will do the same thing, like we, 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 two, we were joking about it this morning, like. Yeah. So well,
0: I, I think one thing that um is also really interesting about that final about is that'll be I think Jack's twenty second or even twenty third professional fight coming in mm-hmm. and that'll be your seventh. I mean, that will be a great test because obviously you've proven every single fight that you are the real deal. And then Jack has that experience as well, Um, but is obviously coming off a couple of losses now. So that's going to be something really interesting. If that fight can be made, if that is going to be the final, then I think that's the fight that pretty much every Cage Rose fans wants to see for the belt. Um, We'll just have to see. Another thing that's been brought up about this tournament is the inclusion of Flamina. Some people are quite confused about that because of FIGLAC. What do you think about the decision to put Flaminas in in, in the uh tournament? Uh
1: I well, firstly I don't think Figla should have been in it. <laughs> um I don't think Flaminas should have been in it either, to be absolutely honest. Mm-hmm. Um What like where's Aaron Khalid? Mm-hmm. Where's um I don't know what stories is, Adam Proctor? Where's your Diamani? But like Look, fig. I've already beaten Figlack once. I'm not. I, I'm not the type of person to want to go and fight someone I've already fought before. Yeah. Um, it's, that's just that's just my opinion. i I think. How many fights on average do people who make it to the top have fights? Maybe twenty, twenty five fights. Yeah. I do not want to be going out and fighting a guy I've already finished in the first round and subconscious. Mm-hmm. I'd rather fight a different body. It's just like I've I've, done, I've beaten you before. I moved on. So yeah. for me, I'm kind of happy that he's not in it. Like he's a very good fighter, and I do think he'll do very well. But when I'm looking at the overall tournament, that's three guys I haven't faced. I'm like, right, yeah. regardless of who I fight, it's great because I'm getting a new test, a new style, a new just a, n- a new body, and that's what I want. I want to keep beating different guys. Um, but I do think Figlak F- F- like, deserves to be known for me, considering he beat him. Um. I don't really know what the story is and I don't really care. I mean, yeah. the whole, the, I don't really give a fuck, to be absolutely honest. <laughs> the whole tournament is, is made around me and, and they're putting like they're giving me a UFC guy. I go in there, I beat the UFC guy. Then they give me Jack Grant, who's fought for two world titles in k drawers, and lost. He comes up, he's got a lot of experience. I'll beat Jack if he wins the fight or I'll beat Flaminas. Whoever steps in from the other side of the bracket, I'll get my belt and I'll be like, right, I've done everything I said I was going to do since day one. No one is as surprised as me because I've been, I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Right. I won't be the one to be sitting. I'll be sitting there going, "Do all you understand what I've been saying? I've been telling you this for two and a half years. Why haven't you it's been fucking listening to me? <laughs> right? Stop. The, stop saying. Oh, I think this guy's going to win the fight. Just, just listen to me. What I'm trying to tell you What's happening? Just sit back, relax and enjoy and go, oh, yeah, right. Fair enough.
0: He was right. Fair enough. <laughs> mate, I, I completely back you That I, I totally agree. <laughs> Genuinely, mate. I was So I was there on your, I think, was Siglia your second professional bout?
1: Yeah, yeah. You were there for Mate, second,
0: yeah. I was there for that. And I remember the Cage team there saying, this guy is going to be something different. This guy is going to be. I, th- th- that was when the McGregor comparisons were being made as well. And I remember just thinking, seeing yourself walk around there was like, yeah, this is. This is something else. Um, talking about that, you'll go 7-0 if you get that title. Would you like to defend when? it? When? Yeah. It? Good man. Sorry, sorry. When? Actually, no, I, I will wholeheartedly correct myself there when you get that title. <laughs> I, I've said it. I'm backing you. Um, when when you get that title, would you like to defend it first or if the UFC come calling, would you like straight to the UFC?
1: So, I've, uh, I've been thinking about this and this decision isn't mine. Um, although it is my... It is my journey. I have a captain of the ship, and his name is Chris Fields.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And me and him will sit down and discuss and see what we think is next. Because, obviously, I'll get the tournament out of the way. I'll get that belt. If the UFC come calling, great, cool, let's sit down. I, th- I think it'd be hard for me to turn down the USC. Um I'm ready to go now, and that is my goal. Nothing else matters to me other than the UFC. If they don't come calling... I wouldn't mind going up to middleweight and fighting for the middleweight belt, depending Mm -hmm. on what the story is around James Webb and if he's fighting for the belt or what what the crack is going on, I don't know. So I'll keep my mouth shut about that for a while until I win the belt. Um, And then, yeah, if I have to defend it, if there's a good enough challenge there, someone who's made enough statements that will will make me kind of excited for it, then I have no problem defending the belt. Look, come here, Jake, you know exactly what I'm like. I'll fight every weekend if I could, like, Mm. but... it has to I have to get excited by it as well like I have to want to I have to want to fight someone I'm not fighting someone for the sake of fighting like
0: no and and once you've got that belt people will be the ones stepping up and trying to challenge you for it and opposed to this
1: this is what I've been fucking saying since day one this is why I've been trying to get the belt (laughs) early, so people can't fucking say no Jay I've been (laughs) saying that for so long there's been so many fucking no's
0: mate you literally have since September 2019 when I first spoke to you then that is one thing you've always been saying is that people just won't take the fight People oh, I mean people no. don't want it. Man, it's going to be wicked when I mean, people have routine. to.
1: <laughs> oh, stop. We get to the UFC and people are like, oh no, I have to fight Ian.
0: <laughs> Crying about I'm gonna it. Be mate.
1: The, I, I, I'm going to be the complete opposite of like Joel Romero where everyone, every, no one wants to fight Yoel. It's like everyone will look at me and go, oh, he's not that bad. And then you look at the skills and you go, yeah, I'm not fighting Ian. Yeah. Um, that's basically the way I'm looking at it. It's just like people can, like, I'm, I may not be the most intimidating person in the world but like the confidence the style the, the just the skill set i have it's like you step into that cage of me you know you're getting a bad beating.
0: absolutely um one thing i wanted to talk about what has been your favorite of your finishes so i said you since since your debut you've now finished every one of your fights what's been your favorite one
1: my uh, left high kick on mcmanus it was still that was just for me it was that flow state that i enjoyed um and it was just a, the, the initial finish that i think was like a big 30 shot combo that finished him yeah um just the timing the shot selection the 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 composure i i i just really enjoyed it and like i i still remember it, it was the thought process while i was in that combination i was just thinking he's done he's done just pick your shots you're gonna break him here. Don't did that this is exactly what I'm saying. Like I like to take my time, I don't like to push it for a finish. Just keep picking away at him and he's going to break. And then I seen that jab left high kick and I. boop and I heard that little smack of the shin. I was like, oh, he's done. Well, oh, I think
0: Some of the best finishes we've seen in the past have been some of the three that spring to mind that were similar to that was the Cerrone Brown knockout. That's the one that yeah. goes down in, in history. And, and once more, I think it's very similar to the knockout you had. Then you had Shabazian over Brad Tavares and yeah. Adesanya over Brunson. All the time yeah. where they hurt them, but pick their shots afterwards. And there's something different about them knockouts. There's something oh, about them. That's
1: that's a confidence a lot of people when they see the finish they rush in they swing and they they, they get they just the adrenaline takes over them mm. so it's it's about being in a state where you can be controlled and composed and calculated and pick your shots and know you've got the guy hurt and not go in and lose everything by swinging at him and just piece him up just take your time and just break the person that's already broken that you've just hurt just mentally and physically just put him down
0: absolutely the only other one that i would have loved was the siglia knockout because I, that yeah, knee like that would have ended the man <laughs> that knee yeah, would have put him through clean. the cage
1: it, it, it kind of half landed but he like that 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 shot was more of a flash yeah um as opposed to a knockout like it was a it, like it was absolutely a tko but in, in a sense of when i caught the right kick on the chin yeah that's one that where it flashes to kind of hold the, the eyes and you don't know what's happening so we went backward and when he stumbled i was just running at him like a train with a flying <laughs> knee and honestly he was smart to get out of the way because if i had a crack in my i would have i would have went over the cage Um i was gonna put and he would have went through it yeah in. oh like a cheese grater he's <laughs> gonna grate his skin through the back of the wooden cage it was uh i was i was going for that was violent now that one was i seen that i was like right First thing, best thing to do here: name in the fucking face.
0: Absolutely. Uh, one one thing that came from the McManus knockout as well: the fantastic celebration, uh, latching on sight gift. there. Is there anything you can uh, hint towards that we we might be seeing for your celebration?
1: Ah oh, man, a lot of people are annoyed that the gift didn't make the return in the last fight when I called for the title, so I might bring the gift back. Mate, do it. <laughs> it's so good, man. I put it. I put it to it uh, a poll up on Instagram and and Twitter and all, and it was like. Find me a better GIF and I'll do it. And honestly, nothing beats it like this. Yeah. Just, it's so good. It's like, if you know what I'm doing, if you know, you know. And if you don't, you better go find out because it it's so funny.
0: Exactly, and I agree. Um, just before we go on to the Cage Rose card to, to sign things off, one other thing I just want to talk about. Last week, I spoke to Fabian Edwards who kind of said that he didn't get into MMA to lose 22. Now, I know yourself, wasn't it 18? You got into MMA? Like, yeah, but I'm only
1: 22 now, yeah.
0: I mean, mate, what a story. You said it was McGregor at school who you were kind of, you and your mates liked and were chatting about. I mean, how much of an influence has he been, not only, obviously, not just for Irish MMA, but for yourself, and also, in, what is that, four years now? I mean, tell me about that what? journey. I um,
1: the journey's been a bit mad, like it's, it's, I, they, we were only talking about this the, on the journey over, um.
0: I saw, I saw you and. Was it you and Layla were in the, a car the other day? Where was that? It, it might have been. Not the other day. It might have been when you guys were out in Dubai. Is that right? I, I saw in you Dubai. and Layla the Snapchat with you guys on. Like you, you were driving, I think it was. Where was that? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Dubai. Yeah, yeah,
0: Dubai. I mean, fuck me, man. 22. Like.
1: Mate, that was. People uh, would kill for this. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh... That was the that was what I was just about to talk about. That's the first break I've had since I've started MMA. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that I've just taken a, a, a week off to go away and just enjoy myself.
0: Four years, um, man. Four years hard four work years, for that.
1: Uh, like I've been away. I've been away on little weekends like this to fight and to travel over and corner lads and help coach out like with Chris and stuff like that and give a dig out. But that was the first break i went away and and done nothing um and i felt great
0: mate because, fucking good like, on you
1: like it's 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 i don't want to stop like my ideal holiday like if i was to go away tomorrow i'd want to bring my golf bag i'd want to bring my my bike and i want to go on a big cycle and i want to go play golf because i'm an active type of person i want to be up and out i want to enjoy the sunshine and yeah i look i'm, I'm a very positive person and i like to. i'd happily go on a, on a 50k cycle in the morning with headphones on, come home, jump in the pool, go in the sea, get changed, go out, play 18 holes, and then come back, chill out, get changed, go out for some food, and go to bed a happy man. That, like That's my retirement plan.
0: <laughs> man, Travel the
1: world and play golf.
0: It's going to be very well, seven. It's nice as well that you can sort of, in, in your career, you're going to be traveling the world anyway. So when you make that dollar and then get that, that, that yeah, break, right. it's going to be awesome, man so well uh, deserved that, like, as well
1: like, the money is going to come it's the legacy that I'm worried about and the legacy that I, I, I'm chasing at the moment the money will come with success
0: well I was about to say we're certainly seeing it form though at the moment, the story around yourself is just incredible, I even saw that your pinned video in, on Twitter's 1.1 1. 1 million views Man, yeah. that is, for four years ago someone's training, uh, starting off in MMA that is mm. unbelievable um, that's a
1: very special video
0: Absolutely, man. I know that you, you're going to have to get off in a second, so just um, quick predictions on tonight's card, actually. So th- this stuff might have been coming out now, but I'm hoping we can get a fortune teller here. Um, Just, just uh, five fights. Will Curry or Duncan, who takes it and how?
1: Curry by submission.
0: Hughes or Hendon and how?
1: Hughes
0: decision. Richardson or Coppinon? And how? I don't
1: know. I, I I don't know about that one. I don't I, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I'll just go Richardson because Kaido always seems to like him.
0: Right. Obviously Webb, but how?
1: Webb. 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 Mate, if you ever ask me how Webby's going to finish it, fight, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and say submission, man. If I pace everyone down on subsume like... Yes. <laughs> He's so good at it. Webby versus Mission.
0: Lovely. Final one. Sharia or Vucenic and how?
2: Oh,
1: man. Do you know what? I don't know. I see this kind of decision, and I don't know how it's going to go. Um, uh, Jordan Vucenic impressed me against Paul Hughes. Mm. Um, that was a great fucking fight.
0: It was insane. And
1: it was so good. And Morgan Sharia was very clean against Perry Goodwin. So, I really don't know. I'm, look. <sighs> I like both lads, and I think both lads have a very easy like like easy rise after this. Like I think once they get this, that they, the stock is gonna rise so well. Like I think after this, if, if Morgan wins, he's gone to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know about that, man. I'm just gonna call it a decision, um, and I don't know who the winner that is because I see that being a very close fight.
0: Absolutely, mate. My dude, it has been such a pleasure. Um, As I said, I know you've got to go, so thank you so much for taking time out. You're fighting tomorrow, that is fucking insane. So thank you so much for joining me, man. We're
1: back, baby. We're back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Mate, it means the world for coming on. I hope you rest up well, mate. You know that I'm going to be watching tomorrow and uh, cheering on and not even needing, not not even praying. I know it's going to happen, so I'm just looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I'll be sending you, I'm going to put an emoji out to you, but I don't know what yet. I'm going to see how the fight goes. And uh, if it's a flash knockout, you might get a flash knockout coming through. Who knows? But you're going to get something sent through, mate, personally from the myself. King, so. the,
1: the king emoji. <laughs> yeah. That's what I am. I'm the fucking king. Mate, I will get that across <laughs> to you,
0: my man. And do you know what? Everyone across social media should get that out too when it happens. Mate, yeah. as always, you, all the best. Thank you so much for joining me, my man. Um, best appreciate luck with everything. And uh, yeah, man, I'll speak to you Speak to you very shortly.
1: Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Have a good night and take care.
0: And welcome back, fight fans, to the Ultimate MMA Podcast. We've just gone to a little break there after Ian's uh, left the show there. He will be fighting tomorrow night, so I just want to give a good shout out to Ian Gary, the future. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. So, we've had a bit of a shaping up here. Um, unfortunately, Sean will not be joining me this week, so I've gone and upgraded. I've gone out there, I've put the bat signal out, and I'm very, very proud to be joined by Ross Coldwell from the Energized show. So, that's Ross, uh, Roscoe underscore Coldwell. How are you doing, my man? I am doing absolutely fantastic, Jake. What about yourself? I'm doing very well, thank you, my man. Busy, as always. Um, looking so forward to this Cage Rose trilogy over the next few days. It kind of sprung up on me this morning. I was like, it's Thursday. Shit, the yeah. final, like the trilogy. So I'm looking forward to that, mate. What about yourself?
2: Yeah, I always think it's, it's strange to see a weigh-in on Wednesday, but um, I think... Hedge Warriors what they're doing is absolutely fantastic. It's really one of um, the best shows in Europe. I think it actually, in terms of level of production and everything, it does really rival Bellator as absolutely. one of the uh, best shows in Europe. And like there is some star sort of fights in this card, uh, especially for Irish fans. You know, you have Deaky McLean and fighting tonight, Paul Hughes, uh, Ian Gary, and a few more. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to. The entire weekend avoids
0: I would agree with your notion there about it matching Bellator. I think Bellator might have the edge on their star fighters at the moment, as in the top mm. level. Because when you get to top level in Cage Royals, you make the move to the UFC. Bellator is different in, in that aspect. However, in terms of Cage Royals' production, I mean they are insane, and we've seen them on BT Sport in the past. Like that's that's a big achievement, and they are doing some incredible things. So it's going to be a good few nights. Um, yeah. I mean, let's get straight into it. I mean, one of the things before we go on to all the trilogy, let's talk about UFC last weekend. I know recently you had Fabian on your show, I had Fabian on mine. We were all so excited for the return of Leon Edwards, and then that goes and bloody happens. Um, what's your thoughts on, on, on the eye poke? What's your thoughts on how the fight began, how, how Leon looked,
2: and also how, how Muhammad looked? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start off with uh, Leon. I think um, he looked very, very good in the fight. Um, I was only saying to Fabian Edwards, his brother, that he was by far the best shape I've ever seen him in coming into a fight night. Um, he was absolutely shredded mm. uh, in terms of his actual performance as well. You know, he was putting some great boxing combinations together. His one-two was on point. Mm. Uh, he landed a really big head kick in the first round as well. That, um I don't think it wobbled um, Belial as much as the commentators would leave you to believe. Um, but I had looked well. I gave him 10-9 the first round. Um, Belial, I mean, sort of what we expect. He tried his best to put some pressure on Leon Edwards. I wasn't actually expecting him to be actually as much smaller than Leon as he yeah. was. Um, I was like, Jesus, they almost look like a weight class part. And uh, I thought, look... For stepping in on the short notice against the number three ranked welterweight in the world i thought he had a good showing um but like i don't uh, look i think he was biting off more than he could chew on that short notice and um, if they have both had full counts and were preparing for each other who knows it might look different i don't think we're going to go down and um, the route of a rematch but then when he gets the eye poke i think one thing that doesn't go in leon's favor is that he actually i poked him in the first round as well yeah, yeah. and then he i poked him in the second round um, look, there was no malice behind it, but it was one of the worst results of an eye poke I've I've seen in a very long time. Like that eye was very swollen and very badly damaged. And I think that is one thing
0: no one can can argue against: is that it wasn't as if I know people obviously against a Sterling Yarn fight they were kind of like, oh, is he faking it? There was no faking that at all. That was as clean as it comes. Um, as I said, an awful sight, really. Um, if you pardon the pun there, but um, overall. I just think for 425 days off, to come back to that, is an absolute killer. I think the two major things that come from that, two big questions, what's next?
2: Could it be the title shot for him or not? Well, I, I think that was almost as devastating as a loss, you know what I mean? It, like, it was exactly what it said to the team, it was a no contest, and it, it was as if the fight never took place really. Um, it looks like we got to see Belial Muhammad versus Leon Edwards for one round of hard sparring. Um, in terms of what's next, I think it's undeniable that it's going to be himself versus Colby Compton for the number one contendership. Uh, I know there was talks of Gilbert Burns in there, but I think if you're looking to make a number one contenders match, uh, which needs to be made considering Masvidal versus Usman is booked for uh, UFC 261, yep. it has to be Compton versus Edwards, how the winner can fight the winner of that. There's built-in. Scenarios for all four of those people On the carousel uh, Obviously Edwards and Usman would be a rematch Edwards and uh, Covington you know, fighting for the One contendership and then Edwards and Masvidal Have the three piece in the soda yeah, yeah. You know what I mean So uh, I think it's undeniable They're the four uh, fighters And that's the way they should be matched up And if anything I try and get um, Leon Edwards versus Kobe Covington On one of the fight nights directly after that Absolutely. I mean,
0: I stand by it, I'd still like to see Leon fight for the belt, but I do think that this that, that the way that fight went down, you can't really say the title shot is next. So I thought before this anyway that I would have liked to see Leon get a title shot. So of course I want to see it anyway. But in terms of actually what went down in the fight, I I don't think there's a way that you can say yeah that warrants a title shot. Um I say I really like Leon, but I just don't think what well, I don't think it's it's realistic, I don't think it's particularly possible either. So, for me, I agree with your notion there. I think the fight with Covington makes the most sense. I also think that makes for a very good bit of PR between both of them. I mean, the press conferences there would be good fun. Mm. Um, I also would say that because this Mazadar fight's been matched up now, it depends if Leon... Does, say Leon doesn't get matched up with Covington, and Burns mm. is kind of out of the picture at the moment. The only other thing I can see is, if Masvidal loses to Usman, then... Masvidal was um, sorry. Masvidal and Edwards could be made um, because, as you said, there's a three-piece, and so there's history there. There's a narrative, um, and I think that would obviously be a good fight. That if Leon wins that, then there's no doubt he gets that title shot.
2: Mm. However,
0: um, overall, I think you kind of mentioned it there. There's four people in that in that picture, and there's no doubt that Leon deserves one of the three. There's like, I don't want to see him face a guy ranked fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, whatever. I want to see him fight the next guy who's going to get him to that title. Um, or, if the next guy beats him, they're going to get the title shot as well. It needs to be one of them top three, top four guys. And the I, other... I, I'm sorry, if I Yeah. yeah. No, well, it was,
2: no, go on. The
0: other major thing that comes from it, the second question, these bloody gloves, what happens now? So, supposedly Trevor Whitman had addressed this issue a while back and given the Pride-style gloves as a solution to the UFC. However, the UFC have supposedly patented this current glove design, and they're not budging. So what do we now do to avoid this? Surely, like, a ref warning is one thing, but if a fight ends like this, or even goes down like the way DC and Majicic 1 went down, where pretty much a fighter can't even see,
2: something needs to change now. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I definitely think they do need to address the glove situation. I'm almost surprised how often Joe Rowan says in his podcast that, like, UFC don't uh, ever take it into consideration. They seem to be very stubborn upon it. I even think um Bell laws are slightly better. Mm-hmm. Even the fact that like one's red and one's blue, I'm like you know, at least in the grafting exchanges the referee has a better idea of whose hand is who. Yep. Uh it, it not necessarily gonna fix the eye poke situation, but I do actually think it helps Define the fighters in the grappling situation better um, Look, I've seen Trevor Whitman's gloves I think he actually brought them on an episode Of uh, Joe Rogan mm. And I, I I thought they look good Uh, Daniel Cormier spoke about it On his recent show with Ariel Fawani, and, like They sort of curve the knuckles But like, leave the thumb out So yeah. like, I actually don't think Like, obviously, Leon hit um Belial with his thumb Like, that eye poke would have still happened with the new gloves But... I do uh, think that they need to be looked at. Like someone like John Jones, sort of wandering hand in your in your face, isn't great. And a lot of the time, it is used to people do put their hand out to find the range. And a lot of the time, it's when someone has their hand out and then someone's coming in to throw a punch that you know they almost put yeah. their hand in their eyes. It is and it, look, I think ninety percent of uh, eye pokes are unintentional, and it's almost like a, a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. But you, you, you probably agree with me Jake you know, I, I wouldn't really like to call it cheating but cheating in MMA actually pays off it's very rare the reprimand actually goes against you
0: well exactly and, and that, see, that was going to be my other point is there's only so many times a ref can say stop with an eye poke so if you do change the gloves as well I think then they need to get strict on the rules and say there is no reason now for your fingers to be out if I've yeah. warned you once if I see you do it again it's a point Or, like, because I know they're kind of saying, oh, like, yeah, they'll get a warning and then there's a point deduction. There isn't at the moment. They need to stricten up on that there. If they notice a fire once, they need to stop the fight and say, right, I've seen your fingers out there. This is your last warning. If you do it again, we're going to stop the fight and you're going to get a point deduction and then restart the fight. Do you know what I mean? It needs to be not that idea that you might get away with it. So maybe go for it. Because as you Mm. said, cheating does pay off and there are people, I think, I also agree. 18%, 90% 18%, 90% of them are
2: unintentional. But for that 10%, it, it's not acceptable. So, yeah, that's said. i we... put it this way, Jake. Imagine I was fighting you, and then I was like, right, I won't get any penalty in the first minute of the fight, so I'm going to make sure I poke him in the eye in the first minute of the fight. He's yeah. going to be compromised for the rest of the fight. And then I'll, I'll be fighting a guy with one eye for the next 14 minutes. Because I always think, earlier on in the fight, the foul is seen as more of a... Oh, they were just feeling each other out. And that happened. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, so, the, football,
0: like the age-old football debate, isn't it? Where they say, oh, that's a harsh card to give in the first like first 10 minutes. Or um, they, they'll say, oh, I don't think he gave that because it's in the first 10 minutes. The simple answer is don't do it. Because <laughs> like, then, yeah. then, then the, that debate doesn't happen. So or if, that,
2: if that was in the middle of the pitch, that would have been a foul, but I can't give a penalty first.
0: Yeah. That's what I mean. For me... Um, they just need to knuckle down on that rule, literally make sure that there's no more kind of leniency with it. It's not down to the referee's discretion now. It's got to be. The moment it's spotted is to stop the fight and say, right, give a clear warning. In opposed to, like, even when they say, oh, don't grab the cage, don't grab the cage, you still see them doing it. You're going, hold on a second. Because how many times have we seen that happen as well, where a fighter's grabbed the cage and actually not been able, like, the other fighter's not been able to lift them off the ground because of it? And that has stopped a vital takedown. Now, for me, once more, that is that is cheating. There's no. Yes, it's a reaction, but there isn't. Oh, I'll give you a warning for that. That's got to be because the fighter tried to take you down is now
2: severely disadvantaged because of that. Um, I, I, as, uh, would, just, yeah, Karen. Well, sorry, I was, I was going to say, what would your take be on if, no matter intentional or unintentional, you eye poke someone, you get a point taken off you, no matter what. And I think that would like, just encourage everyone to close their fists at all times.
0: Yeah. My issue is, you'll get people on the other side of it, like football, where they d- they dive and stuff like that. So there'll be t- times they say, Nah, nah, I poked me. However, you saying that, what if they introduce that and then introduce the replay aspect into it so that if someone says, I poked me in the eye, I poked me in the eye, and then they rewatch it and it clearly didn't happen, then that, that solves that kind of argument there as well that people can't then fake it. So I, 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 I would agree. If there's an eye poke, there needs to be harsher. So, Jake,
2: now. Jake Jones wants to bring VAR into UFC. Yeah, Got
0: you heard it here first, guys. VAR. <laughs> to, be honest,
2: to, to be honest, I think. Look, if if I was fighting you, Jake, and I poked you in the eye, you'd have five minutes to re- recover, and like then say if you can carry on, like that's that's the time limit given. Yep. So why can't the referee in the within those five minutes yep. look at the monitor and be replayed him? And another prime example of that. Do you remember when? Uh, Masvidal, uh sorry
0: Masvidal Usman said that Covington kicked him in the balls and mm. it was it was clearly clearly higher it was clearly above his mm. waist well if, if in that time they're saying right you've got five minutes to recover Mark Goddard any referee goes and watches that and goes nope even if you have an assist, literally mm. an assistant referee watching it on a cam and going Inform me the ref nope he didn't do that so say say Dan Moglot is in there and Mark Goddard says Dan there was no contact there keep keep this fight going
2: mm. That, I, yes, I think no, that would really
0: I think that would really benefit it. Um, don't get me wrong, I love the sport. I think we are continually evolving with the officiating, but I do think that's another stage that could be brought to it, which would make it a lot
2: better. Mm. Oh, and then and and then just also on that, we might as well touch on uh, Eric Anders kneeing poor Darren Stewart in the face <laughs> yeah. on the ground. So, uh, you know what? I actually think this one was worse than Peter Jans.
0: Yeah, Jans' one was a breakdown in communication. This was. This was something else. Um and did you see the whole thing about the week before Anders said something like, Oh, throwing in the legal knee, put like a shitty comment out there about Yarn yeah. doing it to Sterling. And then this fucking happens like What?
2: Um yeah, uh, that, you know think, what? that's a killer. I don't think he know I don't think Eric Anders fully knows the rules. Like he transitioned over, he was like uh, college football player in Alabama, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was, and I think yeah. I, I, I I feel like he, he comes and he almost fights as if like he's someone who doesn't really know the rules. He just wants to get in there and like see what happens. I, I don't feel like, and, uh, that's not like a knock on him. I just don't feel like he's um a student of the game, put it that way.
0: Well, no, and the, the, there is two two different sides. There's people who are almost that brawler who are just the athlete, and then there's people who who see this as as the art of martial arts. Someone who studies it. Um, and I think there is there is a difference between the sports person and the, and the person studying it. Um, I mean, that's another episode I want to go into in the future. Um, I would love to do some research more into it at American college football players who have transitioned to MMA. There's been a few now. Um, I'm sure Menefield used to be one. Um, I'm sure there's about a list of 10 players who, who used to play at a decent level of college football or even American football, like NFL style, and have trans- transitioned into MMA. So it would be an interesting little uh, thing for everyone
2: to look into. Um, yeah, because I, I do remember reading somewhere that they say um, basketballers are actually the most elite athletes of of uh, if you took all the athletes, the basketballer would tend to be the best. And I think they said the American footballer would be the next best. Now this is obviously an American study, but like if if we did take the best athletes and put them in the cage, it would be interesting to see who took to the best.
0: Absolutely, man. It, that, I think that's the thing everyone always looks at, which is nice. Is it used to be always a conversation about Wayne Rooney? Would he work in rugby? Because he was, it <laughs> was built like that. So, so it would be cool to see something, um, to see a study properly put into it. Because I'm sure it would uh, get a lot more people out there who who would maybe even like to dip their feet into the water and say and test it to actually go out there and do that,
2: <laughs>
0: mate. Stories like that are made, and it's incredible. Um, Well, let's move on to UFC next weekend. So, one awesome thing I was looking at, man. The next weekend's card, like main event, co-main, are Mm. absolutely incredible anyway. But the rest of the card is stacked with some seriously, maybe people that not everyone's heard of yet. But in terms of the people's records on this, it's mad. Like, I was just, um, I'm getting it up now. You have... Your first fight, there's an 8-and-2 fighter. The next fight, is a 9-and-2 fighter. The next fight, is a 9-and-2 and a 5-and-1. The fight after that, 13-and-2 and 8-and-0. An then you've got Grant Dawson, 16-and-1. Macy Charison next fight, 7-and-1. There's a lot of people here who have rarely tasted defeat in their career, which I think is in very, very good um, for, for, a, for a fight night and for a card that people might pass off and say, oh, I'm not going to watch it because it's a fight night. I think there's a lot of people here who we might see um,
2: going on a bit for spree. What's your thoughts on the entire card? Yeah, I think um, is it Macy? Is that is that Macy Johnson? Macy Johnson, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to see her because I feel like she is someone who looks very powerful, yeah, and looks like she, she could be a contender one day. So like, I am, I'm actually very, very excited to see her. I actually thought the main event of this between Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. I was like. This is a shoe in to be the fill in for the Robert Whitaker fight. Yeah. Um, but obviously, um, Kelvin Gaston was after stepping in there after they coached the full season of tough and four and never fought. Yeah, somewhere. the narrative is there, so it's good. Yeah. No, it is good. And, like, it, it, as much as it was, like, right in front of my face, I was like, I was like, why did I never everything Kelvin Gaston? But I think it was just because Kelvin Holland is so game that I was like, if he wins, he's fighting Robert Whitaker in, like, what could be a number one contender fight because yeah. he'd be. 6 0, and then if he beat Whitaker, it would have been 7 0. But I'm very looking forward to Kevin Holland. I think I gave him Freud of the Year last year on the Energized Award. So, like, I'm actually just really, really excited to see him. I I love him. And I actually think we did a bit of a quiz at one stage, take And I I asked, Will Kevin Holland get a title shot at the end of the year? And I think I said yes. I think you said no.
0: I think I said no, yeah. 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 (laughs) And look at, yeah. Well, I, I totally agree. If he wins this, uh, I don't think there's much more in his way. I do think obviously the Tilvatori fight is, mm. is probably ahead of that. But the rest of it, um, yeah, it's uh
2: it but could the, be awesome. But like you say, there's 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 four pointers there over those two weekends and April, back to back weekends, and if yeah. one of them gets injured, you know who's stepping in.
0: Abs oh, absolutely. So another fight, the co main event, Gregor Gillespie versus Brad Riddell. So I am I think this is gonna be my fight of the night because I mean, Gillespie's awesome anyway. He he was in the rankings. I don't know if he's there at the moment, but um, obviously he suffered that bad loss to Kevin Lee. But before that, he was looking one of the best wrestlers in the lightweight division and in the sport. Now, Brad Riddell, though, for me, is one of those fighters who I tell everyone to look out for. Mates, ever Mm. since his uh, debut against Jamie Moularki, that was insane. That fight was gritty. Riddell's striking was beyond this world good. So he's actually a coach at um, City Kickboxing as well. So he he helps coach people like Adesanya, Volkanovsky and that those even Dan Hooker, those strikers who we're all like in awe of. Brad mm. Riddell is one of their coaches and still an up and coming fighter. So what do you think of that bat? How do you see that going down?
2: Yeah, I agree with you everything you said about Riddell. But I think after seeing Adesanya be out wrestled by Jan... And knowing Gregor Gillespie's pedigree, Mm. I think he's going to be able to take him down and keep him there. I think Gregor Gillespie, he almost fell in love a bit with his striking, like a lot of good wrestlers do. And I think after suffering the knockout loss to um, Kevin Lee, I think he'll go back and he'll go back to what brought him to the dance. And I think that wrestling's good enough to be able to hold them down 15, 15 minutes. Well, mate, so many people need to learn that that
0: you, you, if you are good at something, stick to it. Don't, don't try and go out there and, and fall in love with something else. Because that was one thing I said. Um, Corey Anderson always went on about was that mm. his, his surge in his UFC career came from the fact that he stopped trying to please the crowds and he just went to his bread mm. and butter. And I think I agree with you. Gillespie has to stick to his wrestling. Because we haven't seen Riddell tested too much in that department. Mm. And after obviously what Kevin Lee did, we know that Riddell could do that. So mm. it's going to be a fight for me that either Riddell puts him out in the first round mm. or Gillespie takes a unanimous decision and just takes him down for three rounds. Because I can't see Riddell getting a unanimous decision victory if it's a striking match. Uh, sorry, if, if if Gillespie decides to not strike at all. if he if yeah, he just i to
2: be honest. Do you, and I see it the same way that I can't see um, Gillespie getting um, a finish on the feast, so, like, No, you know no. I, mean, I, think... I, I can't see why Gillespie would go into this and try
0: and take it three rounds with striking without trying to literally, people might call it boring, but without trying to literally take him down for three rounds and hold him there. Um, that's what I mean. I, I just don't see a way that Gillespie takes this by decision without using his wrestling. Um, and, and equally, I don't see how Riddell can take a decision if Gillespie's going to be constantly trying to take him down because Riddell obviously flourishes with his striking. So if, if Riddell can catch him, I think Gillespie goes out. But if not, I think a uh, unanimous decision to Gillespie, if he can get him down. Is
2: is, is this his first fight back since the Kevin is Indeed,
0: off? yeah. Yeah, so that must have been two years ago at this stage. I believe, yeah. It would have been. It, it's been a very, very long time off for him. I wouldn't know the exact figures. Let me have a little look. But as, as we were just saying, um, because the recent match with Adesanya and Blashevich, it doesn't. I'm not saying I'm not doubting their wrestling, but it doesn't fool you with much hope against someone like Gillespie. No,
2: so, def,
0: definitely not. Well, like that's like next level wrestling. Yeah. Um, so <sighs> flipping our hands. The, 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 the Kevin Lee fight was uh, November 2019. It's about a year and a half. That's it's mad. A it's a very, very long time. You'd hope he doesn't come in there and get knocked out in the first round, because that's going to be another long time off.
2: Yeah, and how much the, uh, MMA fans don't just like, he's written off his career as Yeah, exactly. It's a so. very, very toxic
0: environment. <laughs> um, now just who going else re- is on that card? Well, I was going to quickly talk about the main event, because um, there are so I said, there's some other great fights on it, but mainly people who aren't particularly... Um, well known, but there, there is a good fight Leandro Santos versus um, oh sorry, Leonardo Santos versus Grant Dawson that's mm. an 18-4-1 versus a 16-1, and one. but main event, Brunson-Holland right, I know we kind of shined on it a minute ago but how do you see this fight going down because I think I've got a particular way I, I see it
2: hey, oh, you know what, Derek Brunson is another fella who knocked a few people out and fell in love with striking. but like, he should never strike, he should always up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really actually fancy Kevin Holland to win this. I just feel like he's got great power. His uh, striking is so pinpoint as well. And I feel the way Holland was able to beat Jacare and like knock him out like basically from his back. And the fact, and I, I also I take similarities from the way Adesanya was able to knock out Brunson. I feel like they're somewhere in between. I know MMA math doesn't really work out, but from watching the way they... Both those fights played out. I feel like Holland's going to be able to knock Bronson out, especially because it's twenty-five minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, so you, you just said that MMA math doesn't work out, and literally when I first started this show, mate, every single week I was predicting awfully. Literally, I'd be like, "Yeah, I think this is going to happen." Not even close. And I did the exact same with Shabazi and Bronson. I genuinely thought because Shabazi's knockout with Tavares was so reminiscent of Adesanya's over Bronson that I thought, we're going to see this happen again, and it's going to be awesome. And that did not happen at all. But I'm still sticking with that. I think Holland's style of striking is going to be too awkward for someone like Brunson. I know Brunson's wrestling is good, but you, you said it, secondly, about Holland knocking out Jackery, and we saw Holland do it to, um, he, he's done it before, a really awkward knockout from the ground. Um, Holland's just one of them people who just can get a knockout from anywhere. In such strange fashion, even knocking out Waking Buckley, he is mm. Holland's striking is very, very good. Him and um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, their karate style is is unlike anyone else's, and it's so, so hard to beat. So I think even if Brunson gets him down, I think he's gonna be threatening with the elbows, with just the strikes as well from the bottom. And I think it's going to cause Brunson a lot of problems. I think we're going to see Brunson wobbled. And I think Holland will take his time. And I think he's going to land a wicked finish. I really do. I think I think it's going to be a shock, crazy knockout from Holland. Um, that, that is going to go on that highlight reel. That's going to get him, what is it, seven win streak from that? Or six? Either way. I think
2: it, I'm think. i actually not too sure. All I know is he won five fights. In a row last year in the one year, I don't actually know whether he won a fight year previous, but um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. I do think Kevin Holland will win. I do think it, it will be a nice knockout. And it was actually funny because when you said um the chi- the chicken dance, I feel like I feel like uh, Derek Brunson is somebody who's done the chicken dance quite a few times in his career. <laughs> um, uh, you know what, Kevin Holland, he's you know what I, I also think we're playing to it? Kevin Holland's ability to talk trash in the middle of the fight.
1: Yeah,
2: and Derek yeah. Brunson's ego—I ego, don't think will go hand in hand with Derek Brunson.
0: Yeah, I think I think it will get to him as well because Holland as well is so calm in them, in the in them scenarios.
2: I think it was I think it was Joaquin Buckley—he was like coaching him
0: as he was kicking his ass at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That and that's what I mean. It's not like a trash talk. where he gets excited or anything. He literally seems like he's just having fun in there. Um, it it is bad mouthing them, but it's not to the extent where he's. He's confusing himself in the fight or anything. He literally is just so, so focused. And I think that, that he he actually improves the more confidence he builds in there. Um, I don't think it makes him sloppy at all. Now, one other thing we're going to talk about, really exciting over the next few days. We mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the trilogy. So I just want to get your thoughts on the main fights. So I know tonight we're just going to get some thoughts on this. Unfortunately, the podcast will be out tomorrow, but if we can get some Mystic Max going on here, any sort of predictions, uh-huh. um, I think that's going to be wicked. We'll start with uh, Hopper versus Figlack. Hooper, sorry, versus Figlack. Uh What's your
2: thoughts? Um, well, his brother fought earlier on the night, and he won, so I'm going to yeah. predict Figlack to also win. Um, t- yeah. I think he'd probably also win by knockout, like his brother did earlier. So The Figlack that's brothers annoyed. are very, very good.
0: Um, they are just... They look very, very dominant. I think it's only Mateus who's. I think his only loss comes to Gary, Ian Gary. I Mm. could be wrong with that. But um, yeah,
2: they both look awesome. Um, I think they're going to be very, very. I think during a a pandemic, having your brother as a a training partner at all times definitely plays in your favour. Yeah. Uh, Lister and McLean, what's your thoughts? Well, Decky was on our show this week, so I have to go with Decky. And, you know, he's got six of his seven wins by finish as well. He's in there for the kill. He was on our show and he was saying that um, for, also he, he became a father there recently. So, like, that's a bit of extra drive for him. And he was saying that he hates winning by decision because he doesn't want to ever win a fight on someone's opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he's going to have to spend four days away from his daughter and someone's going to have to pay for that. So he's extra motivated. Absolutely. I mean, just look at his record now:
0: three losses, come to James Gallagher, Steve Aimable, and Tom Murns. And Mearns is a bit of a strange fighter because he's now I think that he lost him when he was five and two, yeah. And now Murns mm. is six and six. So, but Murns' wrestling is very, very solid. Um,
2: his grappling game is good. Mm. Obviously, Gallagher's grappling game is un-unreal. Yeah, if you actually see that uh, he he actually broke his hand in the first round against Gallagher, and he actually yeah. you can actually see that he, he doesn't fight for two years after that. Yeah, and then you get a guy as well, like
0: Aimable, who I'm not being funny, Aimable isn't known to knock everyone out or anything like that, or to have this fab strike, he is taking things by decision, a lot of of the time anyway, so I do think that when you look at this fight, um, it's a very interesting matchup between the two, I do like Lister, but McColgan shocked him last time out, and I kind of feel like this might happen again, I think there's quite a lot of hype behind Lister, and I think... Um, We might see him troubled in this bout. So I'm going to go McLean, but I am going to go decision. Yourself? I'm going to go McLean. I'm going to say be a knockout. Lovely. Right. Uh, A fight that I cannot wait for. Will Curry versus Christian Duncan. Uh,
2: Give us your call on it. You know, I was actually very disappointed in Will missing weight. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was a big miss from him, especially considering he was on the sort of cage Warriors build up, talking about um, for a title shot after his win. Uh, I do think Will Curry will win. Um, your man Duncan, I think, had 22 amateur fights on his record. Mm-hmm. I think he was 17 and 5 as an amateur. I've never seen someone have so many amateur fights in my entire life. Um, but I do think Will Curry is a unique talent, and I see him getting his hand raised in this one. Absolutely, and and you mentioned secondly, and I agree. The the way in
0: for Curry, what's disappointing is his previous fight was at one ninety, wasn't it? So yeah, I, I kind of feel a bit like, look, if you can't make one eighty five, you need to go up. Um, it, it's not necessarily fair to sign a contract with someone, and then either you give up your purse each time,
2: or they come in against a much bigger guy. Um, I I also just, just I wasn't too keen on the way you handled it as well. He sort of didn't really look at his opponent half the way in. Yeah. uh and i was just like mate you, you miss weight like you can like drop the act for a minute and almost yeah. like, you know say say sorry i think yeah have a bit of respect so- martial arts is built on discipline and
0: respect it's not mm. about just being a trash talker so having said yeah. that i do think i think there's been some hype on duncan um i think he like he, the way he's handled his last couple of fights has, has been awesome i'm pretty mm. sure in his debut or his pro debut at least um I'm pretty sure he was the underdog in that, slash, they were were looking at McClurkin to be pretty good. Mm. Um, But then, obviously, what he's done since then has been very impressive. However, against Martian he, I think, yes, it's a spinning back kick. It looks great. I do think it was a little bit rushed. I think it looked a little bit, um, went in a bit hot. I don't think you can do that against someone like like Will Will Curry. Mm. Um and I do think that Curry's gonna get the win. I think it might go to the decision. Um yeah, I think it'll just do be that experience so. for Curry
2: that's gonna take it. You him know over one thing edge. about Cur- Will Curry, he loves games of chess. And I think because he loves chess shows he's got good patience and tactical yeah, moves. Absolutely. And I think I think he'll use uh, he love as a grappling as well. And also any man who turns his living room into a gym have a lot of respect for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're taking it seriously. Uh, Hughes or Hendon? What literally my fight of the night? Yeah, I, I actually love this fight. Um, obviously, um, Paul's a friend of our show, so uh, I, I'll be rooting for Paul, but also he is an Irishman, so that makes me double double down. Mm-hmm. Look, I, When I first um, saw this fight booked, I was like, jeez, they, they, they weren't giving Paul an easy route back to the title or to, to get a title shot. Um, I do think Hendon is undersized, I think he should probably be fighting a bantam weight. Yeah. Um, and I expect Paul to win here. I think he'll be dominant on the feet and on the ground. Uh, and that's not a disrespect to him. I just don't think he has the size.
0: No, I'm see, I'm literally watching it on the TV as we speak and the size Dwayne. difference. Yeah, <laughs> the size difference is so noticeable, man. Um, I, I I I think we were speaking about it just before the we actually kicked off of the show. Hughes is awesome um I think his fight with Uchenich was very close I think I actually put out there that I thought I scored it for Hughes um I could be wrong I'd have to check my uh, mm-hmm. feed well, I did as well but yeah I think I had it uh Hughes twenty twenty nine twenty eight. 29 28 but yeah. as I said don't get me wrong if Chenich is someone very worthy of losing to he's a beast but for me I just see so much in Hughes that is a future star future champ and even current star um the way he strikes, I was saying, he, sometimes he reminds me of Tyson. The way he throws to the body and then throws up top. He just looks... He looks powerful for the division, but also he looks composed. And, and at his age, is he what, 20, is it 22 or 23? Yeah, he's give or take in around there. Yeah. Isn't? I mean, he's so composed. He's so experienced. His fight IQ is beyond, beyond the roof. Um, and I do think Hend- Hendon's good. I just think Hughes is... Better than pretty much everyone in Hundred Foot for Panda Cage Rose Bar Vucenic and uh, probably Charrier. I'd actually like to see Hughes
2: versus uh, Charrier. Yeah, so i yeah, and I well, put it this way: I think the winner of that fight will fight the winner of that title fight. Yeah, um, on is it Saturday that fight? Yes, yeah, that's the Saturday yeah. night.
0: Um, so, and then your main event tonight: Richardson and Copeland.
2: Um, see, I saw Copeland lose to Will Flurry. Now mm-hmm. I know Copeland's like. a a very high level striker, but it like Will Flurry's grappling is so so dominant, especially considering he uses wrestling and he's from Ireland. He's probably yeah. the best wrestler Ireland has at the moment. Um, I was and... shocked about
0: the Flurry fight. People wrote him off massively. People mm. thought that Copenham was going to smash Flurry, and now throughout like the whole time, Flurry was my pick. I was like, yeah, he's going to win this, and so many people were saying that Coppenham is going to destroy him. Now I think we kind of, as you've just mentioned, we kind of know that Copeland's striking is very good, but his mm. grappling is
2: very exposed there. My issue is Richardson really struggling against Fred- say, Fredericks. Yeah, I was going to say um, I, I, I think Richardson might consider keeping it on the feet for a bit. So I'm going to say Copeland's going to win, and I'm going to say second round knockout. I can see him actually big body kick. I think that would be the difference maker. I'm gonna say first round. I think Copeland's gonna go in there, swarm him, and catch him with a left-right hooks. You know something about Richardson? I think he just—he actually almost seems like too nice of a guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't be like that in this sport. But don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not writing him off. He's from what he's doing in the sport, it's awesome. I just think Copeland's got the experience. I think he's got the striking. That um, I think. I think. I think Richardson's going to be too passive, and I think mm. Copeland's going to want to go in there and
2: smash through him. Um, mm. I mean, Although, to I, be honest, I, I think I, I think I'm sort of cheer I'd, I'd rather be cheering for Richardson because I feel like oh, if Richardson won, you'd be very happy he, for him for sure. Mm. No, but I feel like he hasn't got his dues yet. I feel like Copeland's very well respected. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like he hasn't got up there yet. So actually, yeah, I'm just checking out. Of course, this is Copeland's debut. 4K drawers, and bear
0: in mind, yes. he's been throughout Bellator fighting a guy like Melvin Manhoof, and stuff like that. He has done a lot in the sport, um, but yeah, I do, I do think that I think that he might go in there, and we see it. We've seen it happen before, but go in there, and make a statement, really blast mm. through someone. Um, now, we're just some doesn't have to be. We're not going to run through the entire cards, but I just want to talk about the title fights that's going on.
2: So. Um, Who do you think wins the tournament? I think Ian Gary will win the tournament. and I think the tournament was built for him. So I think he'll win it. And I think he'll win it handily enough, to be honest. Yeah, I totally agree. I I think Ian Gary beats Ackman.
0: And then I think he gets Grant in the final. And I think he beats Grant as well. Um,
2: The Cartwright versus Miller fight. I really, really like Jack. Cartwright, I think mm-hmm. After this fight, this I think this will be his last K. Drawers fight. I think. I agree. Destined for the UFC. His striking is is incredible. For 135 pounds,
0: it's scarily powerful. So mm. I was actually working with K. Drawers on the night of um of the night he got the title, the uh, the unplugged event, mm. and literally he was the dark horse in the sense that like even people at the event were going, "Who is he?" and stuff like that. Like, oh, he he stepped in, um, and I think he was four zero at the time, or it might have been less than that might've even been 2 or 3 and you know. but then literally going out there and knocking Malone out um that was obviously terrifying anyway um just because in the fashion he knocked him down in um it was clean but then Kovacevic no one had done that to Kovacevic um I, I know he had been knocked out before but it was it was in the fashion that Cartwright did it it was it looked beyond levels um and this was Kovacevic coming into that I think it was 11 and 2 which mm. is as I said very impressive, very experienced coming up against a guy who's had, what, four professional fights at the time.
2: It He, he looks unreal, um, and I think we're just going to see that happen again. I um, think if the yeah. car does does win, does go to UFC, or you could actually see Hendon going down to Bantamweight and win the Bantamweight title. Because I think if Hendon's going to make it to the UFC, which I assume it is his goal, which is most people's goal in Cage Warriors, I think he's going to have to fight Bantamweight. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, I'm just looking at... Um, uh, Cartwright's opponent, he he lost via head kick and via elbows and then won by decision but if you're matching him up against someone like Cartwright who's knocking everyone out or finishing everyone, um, I do think that's a bad matchup for him. Uh, Sadari and Desmay I mean, a, a bit of a last minute kind of stand in there,
2: I think Desmay was always ready for it, but what do you think mm. about the fight? You know what, I'm going to go for Desmay on this one just because of the underdog the, uh, story I'm um... I was talking to we had Paddy Pym on our show as well, mm-hmm. and he was saying that when he was he was asking originally for a lightweight title shot, um, they were saying Aggie Aggie wasn't going to be on the card, and right. then, uh, he, then he then he was put on the card, and then when Ben Lockar uh, pulled out, they still did yeah. not offer Paddy to fight, so like mm. uh, I, I don't know.
0: I was very disappointed Lakdar didn't fight because so he was also on the unplugged card when it was his K debut, I think, um, against McColgan. Mm. Now I was well upset because literally walking around there, walking around the back rooms, Lakdar is is a star. You can tell he was composed, he was chilled, he was listening to music, he was dancing, cameras would come in, he'd have a laugh. He so many of the people on that card didn't look comfortable. He looked very mm. comfortable. And Ian was another guy who walked around there like he owned the place. Um, now that's why I want to see this because obviously the progression into French MMA, the legalization of it and, and just Cajor's investment in some of the French stars. I really did think that would have been a, um, great, great fight. And I think Sadari might have the wrestling advantage, but Lactar's striking mm. is very, very impressive and he could have obviously caught him and knocked him out. Um, and that's kind of what we saw against McColgan. The first round Lactar looked unbelievable and then started to gas a bit. Um, mm. but now this fight as I said it's not bad um, I like you've gone for the underdog I'm going to go for Sodari because I do think his all around game is very strong um, I think that we might see him just take this by decision play quite a cool fight use his grappling and um, take the victory but this is probably the, the title fight that I'm least excited for if I'm totally honest definitely um, yeah, it does, does has a feel of thrown togetherness yeah it does it does um, now just two more fights then to talk about one title fight one co-main event you mentioned in the second year Paddy Pimlet David Martinez what's your thoughts?
2: well Paddy Pimlet is, is, is I don't know if it's science here at Liverpool he said he's going to the UFC after this fight so like I'm going to say Paddy Pimlet is going to win and I saw the shape he was in and he looks in very very good shape I think this is a very motivated Paddy Pimlet yeah. and I'm going to pick Paddy Pimlet by, by submission um, Oh, so he says he wants to show off a strike again.
0: I'm saying Paddy Pimlet's second round submission. Um, I think 15 and three for Cage Ross is very impressive. Um, I, I I think he's going to pick it up. I think he's going to. I think. Don't get me wrong, Martinez might shock us, but I I, I think Pimlet's going to go through there, smash him, um, yeah. and then I th- I think the UFC's also on the on the horizon for him, despite not having that belt at the moment. Um, I just think overall he's Paddy Pimlet's... How to say? He's one of them guys that like even like four years ago in the sport when Cage wars mm. wasn't the huge thing, um, everyone knew Paddy Pimlet. If you're a mm. UFC fan, you you still knew oh, Paddy Pimlet. He, he's, he's got Luke something really about him
2: about the echo multiple times. He's a star. He's got yeah. star quality and yeah. that's it.
0: Well, even his name echoes everywhere. It's, it's great to yeah. see. Um are you watching this fight with um I am, but there's
2: plenty. Yeah, there's a oh, he could be in trouble with these leg locks.
0: Yeah. So uh, for those listening, we're actually watching Cage Warriors live now. So this is a Thursday night card. Um, Hopper is literally just a go- uh, Hooper, sorry, is literally just going to- trying to get his legs. Um, it's a very very interesting bout. This is the, it, what's called the they should call them, uh, Roy- the Royal Hall of Cage Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I love Ari rules. I think they're awesome. Yeah. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. my little specialty on UFC the game. I always go for them all the time. Who's your
2: character then? Tony Ferguson?
0: Who was I? did it with the other day. I did it with a female fighter. I can't remember who it was, but I was like. Shchenko, maybe? It could have been, but I don't know if she's got the ability. I'm not sure who it was, but I remember I was playing with my mate online, oh, and he was like. Shishanko can do anything. Yeah, yeah, mate, she's a beast. <laughs> uh, final fight to talk about, mate. Shireh versus Vuchenich. Um What's your <sighs> thoughts on this? I think this is an awesome fight.
2: Yes, I, I really, really love this fight. You know, I'm. Yet to be convinced by chariot I, I, I'm like, who's he fought? Who I'm like, they're very good, My so therefore guy. he's very good, yeah, if you know what I mean. So, um, now I know Vu is very good because he we went to toe Paul use. So, I'm sitting there going, and I was like, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm yet to see the star Guadeloupe from Charia. yet. I'm like, he seems to be a star in France, but yeah. I, I, I haven't seen him yet. I'm like, I'm like. Right what is about him okay. So I, I, I get
0: I, you. I get that he's a French MMA star and the way he carries himself is interesting mm. So I do get that he's marketable but I agree with you you look at his record and it's almost as if he stepped down each fight um he's got um Alexis but it's not the Alexis Lechique it's another guy at 14 mm. and 3 then you had a 2 and 0 guy then you had a 10 and 3 then a 9 and 2 draw with Marko Kovacevic
2: mm. then you
0: had um 12 and 1 loss against Soren back then you had Lewis Monarch 10 and 4 then a 10 and 5 then a 10 and 6 so each time he has taken someone who's got one more loss um and for me someone like Goodwin yes he looked good against Goodwin but I don't necessarily think that that's a I I think Goodwin's a good fighter
2: I'm, I'm sort of like being like is he the best featherweight in Europe that's where I'm sort of looking at it I'm like I'm like I'm not sold on it yet. As no, to, I, I would have been. Um, I, I would like to see the Koga fight. Be, I feel like Vuittonish is going to be a tough out for him. If yeah. he can beat Vuittonish, I'll start buying into the hype. I totally I'm agree. Very with much, you. very much so. I can see Tennis winning, Um I feel like Paul Yu is going to fight the winner of this fight. Um I'm actually more looking forward to the next step. If you know what I mean.
0: Hopefully, it's that um, rematch. That'd be awesome. So, so yeah. I was just saying the the Max Koga fight would have been interesting because I think Koga would have been twenty two and six at the time. That yeah. would have been a good test, a very big step up. But I absolutely, think absolutely, I think if you look at Vujanic and who he's fought at seven and one, I mean he obviously the, the win over Hughes was very. I thought Hughes won it, but the mm. fact that he obviously went toe to toe with Hughes for three rounds and got the decision, that shows mm. a lot. That shows a crazy amount. And then mm. you've got Steve Amable and Con. Can't say his name, Conmar De. Like that's, his thoughts are very, very good fighters. Mm. Um, and I'm just checking now. The Rashid has was an eight and fighter that he beat. So this guy's clearly got something. Um, and like I said, Steve Able, Paul Hughes. I think takes Perry Goodwin for me. Um, I think I think both of them are more impressive. Um, yeah,
2: definitely. Oh, you know what? I think up until about three. Points of Charrier's career, I didn't even really know who he was, and then, yeah. then I'm like, uh, and then I'm, he's been told to me as if like he's like super special, and then I look at his record and think it's like fifteen and seven. I'm like, mm, I've yet to see this performance. It's like blowing me away. Well, and, like, a... I've been I've been blown away with Paul Hughes and then when I watched him versus I was like, that was Razor Team. Yeah, know what I mean? exactly. I Like I was like I was like I, I was like I think those two are the best. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So like,
0: well, that's why earlier I said that I, I said that I think he's the best featherweight bar Vucenic. and then I said and probably Scherer and it's like I should be saying Sharer because he's a bloody champion however Ooh. for me Vucenic is just more was more impressive um I think Hughes blows people away I think Vucenic has that ability as well I just don't know if I've seen that from Scherer and yes his he he got the TKO last time out I don't know if I can say that it was against an opponent like Vucenic um You
2: know what what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the UFC heavyweight title pick at the moment. You have Mjotic, a.k.a. Charier, who's like the champion, but he's actually like the underdog almost against the other two in my eyes, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you know, I do get you, I get you. Um, For me, though, I am going to say if takes this, I think, Mm. I don't know if he's going to knock him out, but I do think, uh, I think he's going to take unanimous decision, and I think he might win every single round. Um, I would be surprised if Scherer, um if he does go out there and dominate Vucenic or is it ridiculously close and as you said I think he'll also gain my respect um, in the way that I'll go shit. I didn't expect this at all um, and fair play he's the real deal but for me mm. I think the epidemic is going to become the new champion um, and I think he's going to have a very very
2: interesting s- successful career. Yeah.
0: My friend I, I,
2: I, I agree with you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the same oh there's a nasty gash I don't know if you're watching that as well um, I do think Vucenic will win and I don't think he'll get picked up by the UFC straight away I think he will fight Paul in Yeah, I, I agree because
0: everyone wants to see that rematch as well and I think yeah. even Vucenic wouldn't mind that Vucenic is a sound guy he's not.
1: he yeah. doesn't also, seem I like he's I got think, an ego I think,
2: I think you know what you could probably do with another tough scrap before mm-hmm. UFC call up that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: if he defended his belt
0: um, so if he wins the seal at 8-1 if he defends his belt it's 9-1 and I think you would argue the opponents are very, very good, worthy, well, mm. well-reputable opponents. I think then he will get the UFC shot, and also yeah. he's got a marketing ability to him. Is in like, the way you look at him, the way he presents himself, he's very, very likable. Um, and I think the UFC are always interested in in talent like sure. that as well.
2: Yeah, well, also I think because he's from the UK, but then also his um, his name is almost Eastern European. He'd be almost like the the English has uh, Stepan Miocic. I was about to bring him up again. Yeah, it does remind
0: yeah. me of that. Yeah, it's a very good branch into the market, and then we've seen guys like Bukowskis before and that. Not that his mm. career so far has gone too well uh, in the UFC, but um, I do think that having that name to you as well—it sounds weird—even just having a bit of a ring to your name—it um, yeah, does. Like Jay Jones. <laughs> I'll be fighting anytime soon, mate. Anytime. <laughs> no, um, but as I said, it is a nice thing, man. It's 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 um. I don't know what it is about it, you can't choose your name, but uh, I certainly think that some people just have that buzz to it. The name that mm. is is unique, do you know what I mean? You look at the name, even Jordan Vucenich. No one else knows another Jordan Vuchenich.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> so, I also think because I think because his nickname is the epidemic at the moment at this moment in time is brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Mate, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I just so that is unfortunately all we have time for on the show. Uh, But, mate, I just want to say thank you so much for stepping in, saving the day, mate. Um, Today, I am Robin. You are Batman. You've come in here (laughs) and stolen it. So, mate, genuinely, I just want to say thank you so much for stepping in there. Um, It's been a blast. Plug the show, my man. Plug Energize Show. Far away.
2: Yeah, so, guys, if you want to come over and get energized with myself and my co-host, Barry, all you have to do is type in Energize Show on any social media platform. You will find us. Um, if you do want to head over to our YouTube, give us a, an L subscribe. We would love that. And um, thanks a million, Mr. Jake Jones, and the Ultimate MMA Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure.
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining the, MMA podcast, the Ultimate MMA Podcast. Fucking hell, I forgot my own name there. Um, the only thing I was going to say is... Don't worry, i plugged up you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to also give a shout out to the man, Ian Gary, for joining us. He fights tonight. K-Draws one Friday the 19th. You'll be listening, this was recorded the day beforehand, so he will be sh- fighting for his shot at the World's Wick title, and I think we're going to see him get to that. Thank you so much, my man Ross, for joining in, and uh, be sure to let us know any feedback for the podcast, and once more, thank you for tuning in to the Ultimate MMA Podcast.